It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Make sure you guys check that out. It's fantastic. Landon, haven't talked to you in a couple days. How you doing, sir? It's been crazy. I mean, not only for in my personal life and work and stuff, but obviously on Twitter, it looks like, and uh, in the Cowboys nation sphere. Uh, I, I've been waiting for uh, uh, you to get a, a sponsorship with uh, Charmin soft uh, soft rolls because of uh, of uh, how people are treated. Uh, that's, no, I'm not going to go in there. Sorry, we're not going to do that. We had a nice little talk beforehand about. Uh, uh, Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers, and, uh, sure. and and the lack of that sort of uh, of tough tough guy Twitter persona, uh, and how that would be great if it went away. But we're going to talk about Cowboys football now. Let's yeah. let's get into that. Yeah, don't ever criticize the all great Chris Richard. You're, nothing good happens on Twitter when you do that. So, anyways, <laughs> coming up on today's show, Landon and I preview the Cowboys matchup with Jacksonville this week. Uh, a lot of interesting matchups on both sides of the ball. Uh, we did a crossover edition with Locked On Jaguars yesterday, so make sure you check that out. Um, today we're going to be focusing a little bit more on the Cowboys side of things. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the Cowboys offense against the Jaguars defense. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, you know, the Cowboys struggled on offense the, uh, last week against the Texans, this week against Jacksonville. It's going to be a much tougher uh, task. So let's start with the running game. Uh, last week, the Cowboys did not run the ball particularly well. And I think part of that is obviously on the offensive line. But I don't think Zeke was 100% healthy. And this week, going against Jacksonville's front of Marcel Darius and Calais Campbell and Nagakwe and uh, Malik Jackson, they've got a fantastic front four and a fantastic front seven with Telvin Smith and Miles Jack. 
how can the Cowboys run against this Jacksonville front seven? I, I mean, it's it's execution. Like uh, it's, uh, I mean, the, I think the problem is, is the problem. Uh, they have the talent to do this to run on these guys. You know, I, agree. I mean, they I agree. have the talent to run on on anyone. It, the question is, are they? You know, are they going to execute? Are they going to be you know able to move people off the ball? Um, you know, I, I think it's it's just been very, it's very disheartening because when you to me when you look at what's going wrong, it a lot of it is the things that you know, have no business going wrong, you know, like the, the offensive line and that sort of thing. So, uh, it's tough to make predictions. I, I, I think that, um, you know, that running the ball is probably the way that they're going to find the best success, I guess, you know, against this defense. But I, I, you know, honestly, I, I mean, I am at this point now where the, the, the NFL is so insane that I, if, would it surprise me if Dak somehow re- had a 330-yard passing game with three touchdowns? I don't know no, anymore. Yeah. Like it wouldn't surprise me. I I don't know why. How I could I can't even conceive how that can happen. But the the way things are right now, it's just it, things are just nuts. So of course, you know, analytically, I look at the situation and say the Cowboys need to find a way to establish the run. They need to find a way to. Uh, wear down this defense and wear them out. Um, and I think that, you know, getting the ball on the outside on this defense is not the best idea just because you're not going to be able to beat them outside so much. They're so fast. They're so fast that I think you just got to find a way to use your offensive line and roll through them. And and that's not easy either. As you mentioned, Marcel Darius, guys like that in the middle. Calais Campbell is one of the best def- defenders in the league. Uh, Ngakwe is, uh, is always been a good pass rusher, developing into a great two-way player. You know, I mean, and then you talk about the guys that they have in the middle, Telvin Smith and, and Miles Jack, and you know, those are guys who, again, try. Good luck trying to get outside of them. Um, you know, you're, you're probably not going to have great success running at them, but you're you're going to probably have better success than them chasing you down. You know, than, than sure. out trying to outrun them. So, you know, I think that's really uh, where you 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 try to hang your hat is again just uh running through this group and seeing if you can you know uh move them off the ball and and then wear them out out and then try to get their linebackers caught up in play action and i i, I think that, you know again as usual it should start up front it should start with the running game but should it doesn't hasn't always worked you know right so a couple different things so uh one of my favorite follows on uh, Twitter is Warren Sharp because he does fantastic work. And now sometimes you have to sift through the context and, you know, the numbers a little bit. But one of the things that he does he, is he charts the personnel group frequency and the success rate. So against Jacksonville, I think the belief would be the best way to beat them is to spread them out and throw a bunch of short passes. That's actually not the way to beat them. The best way to beat Jacksonville, at least according to five weeks of data, and, and, and remember, that's still a relatively small sample size, so we can't make big conclusions. But so far this year, the best way to beat the Jaguars is to have two or three tight ends on the field. Uh, I'm looking at their rushing success against two tight ends in the field, 
and 59% of the time it's considered a successful run. They're giving up over four yards to carry, uh, as opposed to when they go uh, 11 personnel or teams you know, put three receivers and try to run, giving up just three and a half yards to carry. Uh, the way to beat Jacksonville is to try to just move their guys off the line of scrimmage and hit big plays with, with your tight ends on the field. When the Jaguars are going against two or three tight ends, um, they're giving up about seven yards an attempt in the passing game. So you can hit big plays in this passing game, but it's going to have to be a lot out of uh, 12 and 13 personnel. And to be honest, that probably suits the Cowboys personnel and their 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 players better, right? Is to, to use more tight ends than receivers. I mean, I think that if you were to look on the reverse side of that data and look at success rates for formation for the Cowboys, I mean, that matches up kind of with what at least yeah, I haven't exactly. seen since since Houston. But, I mean, I know before Houston, their 12 and 13 personnel, or at least their 12 personnel, I think was their most successful personnel by a, a, an EPA or an A and YA sort of standpoint from you know efficiency. Um, I'll look it up while you're... you're Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, the 11 personnel was the most used group and the second most uh, uh, return on that personnel group, but I'm pretty sure that 12 personnel was still the most uh, effective personnel grouping that they were using. So, yeah, I mean, if 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 they can figure out a way to, you know, get their tight ends on the field line... I mean, the the, the thing is, and, and everyone talks about you know, uh, with the tight ends, you know, why inviting people into the box and, and, and that sort of thing. But that's not how, like, you know, when you pick a gap and run through it, it works. They're actually spreading these guys out because once, if every man's responsible for a gap, then all it takes is one person to miss their gap and Zeke to pick that gap. And then he's breaking a big, he's into the second level because the linebackers are, are responsible for gaps as well. So I, I think that, that there's, you know, I see that complain a lot about inviting people into the box and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, depending on the run, some of that might be about creating more gaps. And, and if, when sure. you create more gaps and if you can get through that gap, then it's, it creates big plays. And I think, that's what's happened on some of these. And sometimes it's been, you know, getting them inside the box and then running G power outside. And it's a race against your big guys versus our big guys, which is uh, a race. That's a race. That's, you know, probably a little bit more comfortable, you know, because at least our guys get a head start. They can get around the corner. They can seal things off or at least get in the way in pursuit as uh, Zeke, you know, kind of slaloms through people. So, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and add in the the personnel and the success rate on the ground. So when the Cowboys are in 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field, they are averaging 5.8 yards per carry and a successful run rate of 54%. Uh, that's fantastic. When Now yeah. when they have three tight ends on the field, make sure I have this right, uh, they're averaging 5.7 yards per carry with a successful run rate of 56%. So yeah, that absolutely matches up to Jacksonville's weakness. So I do expect to see the Cowboys in a lot of heavier uh, personnel packages this week. Uh, let's talk about the passing game a little bit. Uh, they they have a fantastic set of corners in Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. Uh, last night on the Locked on Jaguars podcast, uh, I asked them, you know, do Ramsey and Boye move around depending on the receiver? And, and then the answer is yes. And Ramsey's not afraid to come down in the slot. So I kind of expect uh, to see uh, Ramsey on Cole Beasley. Uh, their slot corner, DJ Hayden, is going to be out of this game. Uh, so they're probably going to put Ramsey on Beasley. And then whoever's on the other side is going to draw Boye. How can the Cowboys pass uh, against this vaunted Jaguars pass defense? 
I, I mean, I think that you just have to find a way to avoid those guys at the outside, which, again, I mean, as we say this, that doesn't really hurt the Cowboys too much. You know, the Cowboys sure. uh, clearly have not run their offense from their outside receivers. You know, th- I mean, through their outside receivers. So the idea of losing those guys as pass targets, uh, I mean, to the Cowboys is not a big as loss as it may be to other teams. You know, I think that's that's the issue that a guy like uh, Ramsey presents to you is if he can take away your best receiver and your offense runs through your best receiver – then you got to figure out a way, a different way to run your offense. But for the Cowboys, their offense, I mean, you know, Ramsey is just the guy to avoid. We don't, you know, it doesn't really matter who he's taking up because they can kind of just go around. Uh, sure. Uh, absolutely. You know, around him. But I also think that, uh, you know, th- th- that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that particular issue is more of just a game of whack-a-mole, reverse whack-a-mole, where he, you're trying to stay away from the one guy and, you know, maybe throw it to the other side. I, I tend to think that what they're going to need to do is, you know, try to focus the passing game again through the run game. I mean, if, if they're going to find ways to do this, they're going to need to, you know, play action 12 and 13 personnel we've, we've seen some more of uh success with uh swaim who seems to have gotten into a rhythm these last few weeks and got, got done some good things with the ball in his hands uh rico caught a caught a pass finally Maybe jarwin, we'll see caught, some one. More. Jar- jarwin yeah. caught one so i'd like to see still more of that because we still have not seen i mean i don't know we still have not seen any of this, a lot of the stuff we've seen in training camp, but I, I, we still have not seen Jarwin used the way he was often in, in training camp. Uh, so uh, maybe that, that this is an opportunity for him to kind of get going on that because I love Barry Church and everything, but I think Barry Church can can be exploited. I mean, as far as as far as guys you're going to try to exploit in this defense, he's got to be near the top of your list. Right now, I've got a question for you. Last week. The Cowboys had they did a lot of damage on the screen game, you know, either to Elliott or to Jeff Swain against a fast defense like Jacksonville, you know, where they got Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. Uh, is that going to work? Uh, part of me feels like it might because this is such an aggressive defense. They they'll blitz, they'll send linebackers in the gaps. If you can hit a couple screen plays, I think you can get big yardage out of it. What do you think about the Cowboys screen game? Yeah, well, I think misdirection in general is something that you, they need to do because what you can't have is are these guys giving easy cues and then this just being about athleticism and because this defense will is every one of this defense is better athletes than everyone on our offense and that's pretty much the standard for any NFL offense. I mean, and that's like, why Jacksonville's so good. It's because they have good. so much speed. They have they have so much speed. They have some of the best athletes in the world, you know, on their defense. So, don't try to just, you know, out-athlete them. You, the the one the way you're going to get these guys is to manipulate them, whether it's in play action, whether it's in misdirection. You know, again, more jet sweeps or at least the jet sweep action because you're going to need to get these guys, you know, Rocking every di- which direction. If they take some false steps, that works great. You know, uh, all those things are are wh- what you need is to get these guys in bad position for a couple of steps, and that'll give you an, enough advantage that you can find a way to get around there. So, um, I that's more, I guess, what what they need to think about, be thinking about doing, as opposed to uh, you know just trying to. Um, you know, get around them or so. I mean, get, physically run at them. But right. if you're going to go outside, right. uh, find a way to uh, 
you know, use misdirection, cover what you're doing, you know, do a lot of faking outside and then go outside and, you know, saying and, and, and make them have to think about what's happening uh, instead of just reading their cues and then sprinting. It's going to be tough sledding for the Cowboys offense, but I would think if they could put up 17 or 20 points in this game, however they do it, they're going to give themselves a chance to win this game. Let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about the Jaguars' offense against the Cowboys' defense. Uh, And I want to start with Jacksonville's offensive line. They've got some injuries. Uh, Their left tackle, Cam Robinson, is out for the year. I think he tore his ACL. Uh, His backup is going to be out in this game. Uh, They've got a guy called Josh Walker, who I've never heard of, who's starting at left tackle. Uh, Jeremy Parnell, who we know well, is their right tackle. Uh, Their star left guard is Andrew Norwell. And right before we came on the podcast... Uh, it was announced that he has a walking boot on his left leg, and he is very, very questionable to play on Sunday. It's not a particularly good offensive line. Leonard Fournette will not play in this game. TJ Yeldon is going to be the back. No uh, Corey Grant. They signed Jamal Charles this week. How can the Cowboys shut down Jacksonville's rushing attack in Week 6? I mean, this defensive line's got to play up to its ability. I mean, that's much like the offensive line on the other side. I mean, if the offensive line and the defensive line can play up to their abilities, the Cowboys can win this game. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, like I, this is a winnable game for the Cowboys, but but they have to find a way to play up to their talent level and defensive line specifically I think if they're really going to make this go we got to find a way to not only stop but destroy that offense I mean that that offense is I mean it's it's kind of similar to ours frankly you know in a lot of ways and in, in I guess in their success level especially but I think that they're just you know, not a very talented group though no and that's the thing and they have injuries and I didn't even mention Austin Severian Jenkins their tight end who is a fantastic blocker isn't playing in this game either. So you're right. The Cowboys have to dominate up front in this one if they want to have a chance. Yeah, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, they can and they should be able to dominate. Now the question is, will they? 
You know, I mean, I think that this is exactly similar to what we thought about last week with the banged up offensive line and the Cowboys defensive line, you know, couldn't do it. So uh, I I really just feel like, you know, I don't I I have expectations of what they should be doing, but they have not lived up to a lot of that. So uh, that there's question marks there. You know, we still don't know what's going on with David Irving. I mean, he's he's hasn't practiced yet. I mean, he's still dealing with. Family stuff, I, I, you know. Supposedly he's going to practice tomorrow, uh, and uh, and that will uh, you know pave his way to making it to the game. And if that's the case, I, I feel you know a little bit better. But but I still feel like, um, you know, they they someone besides Demarcus Lawrence needs to step up. You yes, know, on on yes. the defensive end side, like. The, Especially against the backups, backup at left tackle. For God's sakes, like en- enough of this. Like they, they, I, we need Taco or uh, uh, Randy or, yeah. or or Armstrong to step up, or they got to figure out a way to kick Crawford back out to right at defensive end and let him take snaps out there. And uh, once Collins and and Irving are back, because this like they ha- they need the this defensive line to step up and do something opposite of a guy who you know is getting triple teamed at times and 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 still managing to be really the only person on this defensive line that is you know doing anything of of noticeable reproducible game by game value right they've got I'm, one sack on woods right, who, they've got one sack from that right side one sack from that entire right side between taco and gregory all year that and the one sack that it came was on a play where taco wasn't blocked so you're right. They, they've got to get better production there. Um, in the passing game, oh, I, before we move on to the passing game, the one thing I should mention is Bortles is a weapon in the, the rushing game, and that's something the Cowboys have to keep an eye on. Uh, for his career, he's averaging 6.5 yards per carry. This year, that number is up to 7.5. Uh, last week against Kansas City, he actually scored a touchdown from about 30 yards out because uh, on a read option type of play. So, you got to be worried about Bortles in, in the rushing attack as well. But in the receiving game, they've got a lot of speed at receiver with Keenan Cole and D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark. Their offense isn't complicated. Their passing offense is very, very simple. They are going to run crossers all game long. Most of the time, it's going to come from D.D. Westbrook out of the slot. Uh, this year, he already has eight receptions of 20 or more yards on crossing routes alone. If the Cowboys can slow down that route, if the linebackers can get deep in their drops, they should have no problem slowing down this Jacksonville passing attack. What do you, what do you see in this matchup from the Jacksonville side and the Cowboys side? I I mean, again, like this is something that kind of plays the Cowboys hands, like, you know, cross short crosser routes are, uh, you know, they're, they're probably kind of what, exactly these linebackers are looking for you're talking about linebackers with long arms who are athletic and can get around you know that's that they're gonna as these guys if they're in zone as they run through these zones they're gonna be running into these linebacker zones so they're gonna get hit a lot and if they're in man um you know then i think the cowboys have got to find a way to stick with these guys and and i don't know that they have uh a ton of talent enough to kill us over and over again and, and man from that so uh the deep crowd the deep crossing route stuff that's going to be about pass rush you just, i mean those guys yes. that's a t- that's a tough route to cover uh down the field and then all the way across um especially for i get with against a guy like dd westbrook who has good good easy speed 
you know, if they want to stop that, they need to get the quarterback on the ground or get him thinking about other things other than throwing the ball down the field. So, um, I, you know, I think the Cowboys have the means to slow down, stop, and crush this offense. It's really just about, you know, are the guys up front going to execute? Are you know, are the guys in the back end going to be able to hold up? That's, I mean, I mean, I know that sounds generic, but I mean, really. You know the short crossing route stuff is going to be about linebackers. I feel confident that they can, if they want to keep doing that, the, the, the Cowboys are going to find ways to get threes and outs. They're going to find ways to stop these guys short, uh, or at least, at the very least, stop them before they get to the red zone. Uh, and then, hopefully, if, if they want to try to go deep, that's where the, the the defensive line needs to be able to beat. You know these blocking schemes, which you know from what I've seen too. Like you know they they're not necessarily going all out to uh, to you know they're putting a lot of people in route. It feels like at times. So um, they are. Uh, if, so this not like they're putting max protect on these guys. So uh, they're you're getting a lot of favorable situations as a defensive lineman. You need to find a way to win. Well, part of the reason too they've why they've been able to do that is in the first month of the season their offensive line has played pretty well. When they had Cam Robinson and Norwell was healthy. It's a pretty good offensive line from left tackle to right tackle. Yeah, they yeah. don't really have they don't really have a weakness. Uh, yeah. When everybody's healthy, yeah. I now loved, I'm not I loved, sure that's the case. I loved Cam coming out of college. I mean, I, I think he got yeah, kind of a bad yeah. rap, and you know, because he, you know, was playing. He's one of many Alabama players at the end of his career that was playing hurt, very hurt, and never got time to heal. And uh, but I thought that Cam had played fantastic, you know, throughout his career in the college, and and so he comes to the league and starts playing well, and then suddenly gets hurt, and um, so. Uh, yeah, I think that they, that was a big loss for them, and then they lose their backup. So, you know, if they are putting these guys out deep, you know, a lot of that protection stuff gets put in early. I'm sure they found ways to try to add tight ends there, add the the, the running backs in to kind of help things out a, a little bit more. Um, but I, I think if, if the Cowboys get an opportunity to uh, see one on one positions for the defensive linemen, they need to find ways to beat, you know, someone besides Demarcus Lawrence needs to beat right, one-on-one right. blocking. The the last point that I want to make before we do our ever-popular predictions is this game is going to be decided by turnovers. If the Cowboys can create two or three turnovers in this game, I really think they have a good chance to win. Both of the Jacksonville's losses this season have come when they've lost the turnover battle. Last week, uh, they actually put up 500 yards of offense but they turned the ball over five times, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, in week three, when they took on Tennessee, that was another game where uh, Jacksonville shut Tennessee's offense right down. But it was the one turnover on defense that, or on, on offense for the Jacksonville that changed the game, and they lost that one nine to six. So if the Cowboys can figure out a way to get an interception, a strip sack, whatever, that's going to to go a long way to to helping the Cowboys secure a victory. So. Let's go ahead and move on and do our predictions. Landon, I will allow you to go first. Who do you get winning this game and why? I mean, who knows at this point? I'm going to pick the Cowboys because they're at home, and it seems like the, the, yeah, the, yes, you know, yeah. and, and there seems to be a pattern developing here. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win a low-scoring game, 17-10. to 10. Maybe, yeah, no, 14-10. Okay. That's okay. what I'm going to say. Cowboys. Um, 
I, I've kind of struggled with this one back and forth because I I feel like the Cowboys the Cowboys offense is kind of it seems like it's melting before our eyes. It, and so know, is my prediction. I'm picking twelve ten. I'm going down to twelve ten. They make four <laughs> they make four field goals and it's twelve hey, ten. Cowboys okay, win. Only really one touchdown is Jaguars. Really quickly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but. Uh, the Cowboys absolutely made the right decision on Brett Maher. Kudos absolutely. to the front yeah. office because uh, not only do I, did I think they got the better kicker, they got the the, the kicker and the cheaper contact yeah. uh, contract. Yeah. So uh, you're watching kickers around the league just struggle to make short kicks, and I think Brett Maher has made his last ten kicks. So uh, it can change at any moment, but as of right now, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for my prediction this week, Seems like this is a, a turning point game for the Cowboys this season. If they beat Jacksonville, all of a sudden you may be sitting at the top of the division by the end of the week. Um, it, it's at home. The Cowboys really need to win, but Jacksonville's coming off his loss at well, uh, as well. I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this one. I, I just have a feeling that with all the criticism that's out there this week, with people blaming Jason Garrett for not being aggressive enough, you are going to see a very fired up and aggressive team at home uh, against Jacksonville. I'm going to say that it's going to be a 17 to 13 game and the Cowboys defense gets a few turnovers on Blake portals. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't feel confident in this pick, but I'm hoping crossing my fingers. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.